Praise the living God. Praise the living God. We, um, we heard over the past couple of weeks, and last week I believe it was also in particular, prophecy about journeys to come in the year 2020. How there would be some physical journeys as well as there would be some spiritual journeys. Spiritual journeys meaning that in terms of spiritual growth, because we all grow our, our spiritual growth in the Lord, our Christianity, our love of the Lord is indeed a journey through life. That 2020 was going to bring some of those journeys. But before going on a journey, there must always be a season of preparation. We must prepare for a journey. When you're planning on going on a vacation or planning to go on a trip, uh, uh, you do some planning. You just don't pick up and just grab your bags and just go. There has to be a time where you sit down and sit down and determine what route you're going to take, what your finances are going to look like, how much time you're going to spend, when you're going to leave, and so on. So there is some planning. Well, the Bible is full of, 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 of uh, scripture on planning and preparation. We can't go through lives just thinking that we're just going to just pick up and just go, you know, willy-nilly and, and help the skelter. We, we have to have some planning. And as usual, everything that takes place in this ministry or coming from this pulpit has to be based on the Word of God. Amen. So let's go to, to the Word of God and see what's, what's uh, discussed about planning and preparing. Go to Proverbs chapter 21, 25, 24, I'm sorry, 24 Proverbs. 24 Proverbs. Thank you, Jesus. 24 Proverbs in verse 27. Proverbs 24, verse 27, it says, Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house. Underline afterwards. Prepare thy work without. And make it fit for thyself in the field. Afterwards, and afterwards build the house. So there is saying, prepare the work. You don't go building a house before you start preparing the work. Okay? And start planning it. And then you go and build the house. The Lord knows when the contractors were building my house. Oh, Lord, have mercy. There were so many meetings and discussions over what was going to be done. There was the review of, of plans and specifications and so forth. And you have to do some planning. You just don't go out there and say, okay, guys, that looks like a nice lot. Grab that lot and then just start building on it. Okay? You'd be swiftly arrested for building on someone else's property, possibly. But here it says there, prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself. And afterwards, build thine house. You go to Luke, the book of Luke. Luke 14, Luke 14, verse number 28, okay, Luke 24, verse number 28, and it says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether you have sufficient to finish it? Okay? For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, underline sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether you have sufficient to finish it. Again, in building a house, there certainly was many discussions to see if the money was there. Obviously, that's through the banks in today's society. 
So I just couldn't go off and say, I'm going to build a house and not realize whether or not I had enough money to pay for it. Amen. So therefore, there's some planning there. So the word of God here we see in just these two scriptures. And there are many, many, many more scriptures throughout the Bible that talks about preparation. So in going into this year 2020, where God has said there's going to be journeys, that we need to start preparing for that journey now. We don't wait until we are in the year 2020. Many times we Christians feel like there's a change that is needed in our lives. Many times we Christians are looking forward to something new. Most of the time we are. Human beings feel that we are the masters of our fate and the captains of our soul. But we should come to the understand, to understand that when we continually try to do things for ourselves and to plan our futures all by ourselves, that we get no results. Or at best, we get short-lived results. When we try to do planning all by ourselves, thinking our way through, the results many times can be catastrophic. We go to Joshua 1.9 in realizing that we can't do that sort of planning by ourselves. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 1. And, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Okay, Joshua 1. And starting with 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, rise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Now, he said there, to which I do give to them. He didn't say will. He says, I do give to them. Done deal. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. That have I given to you. Past tense, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon river, and this Lebanon, sorry, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I say with Moses, so I will be with, with uh, thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. If you don't have that underlined, please underline all of that. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. So this means that right through this, God is also telling us here that as you go into 2020, there's not going to be anyone that's going to be able to stand in your way. There may be those that will try to present themselves as hindrances to where God wants you to go in 2020. But if God is backing you on this plan, on this journey for 2020, these people, these negative forces are not going to be able to stand against you. He says that um, um, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage for unto uh, this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, underline, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So in going forth in 2020, keep your eyes focused on God. Don't be distracted and turn away to the left or to the right, because there will always be those distractions that will tempt you to, to keep your eyes to, to turn your eyes away from uh, from the Lord. Verse number eight: This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Okay, this is a journey that is going to be before you. It says, this book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. 
Verse number nine. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and be of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Okay? Now, you probably have a lot of that underlined because you've, you've been here before. 2020. 2020 is going to bring change into your life. Um, and as you're going through these changes, you need to stay focused on God. You need to. Because God's going to take you to where you have not been before. Again, this could be physically or it could be spiritually. It could be mentally. It could be a thought process for you. And there will be hindrances and things that will try to come your way. But you have to make sure without, without a shadow of a doubt that you stay focused on God. And if you can read these verses at least one, at least once a day for the next 30 days, read Joshua 1, 1 through 9, at least once a day for the next 30 days, faithfully, faithfully. Because what this is going to do is going to get the, it's going to get the, 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 the truthfulness, the, the power that is behind these verses. It will remind you on a daily basis that God is with you. And that no matter what comes your way, as long as you stay steadfast and focused on him and not verve to the left or veer to the right, that, that you will successfully, he will successfully make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have uh, 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 very good, every good success. So for the next 30 days, put a little yellow stick them, stick them on your mirror, on the refrigerator or whatever. It'll take you a few, few minutes to read these scriptures seriously so that you are constantly getting this in, in your mind. Um, when I was starting out in, in, in management career and so forth and was training and doing teaching and things like that, there's, a, there's a, a, a phrase that was used that's called spaced repetition, spaced repetition. And that's what a skilled teacher does even with children. That is, you, you repeat the process. You let a space go by, and then you repeat the process. You give the same instruction. We Christians sometimes need to do that with the Word of God. We need to use spaced repetition to hear the same word so that we get it firmly planted into our spirits. 2020, because, and if you look around you, if you've been following what's been going on in the world today and in the country and in this state for, matter, for this matter, there are many things operating out there, many forces operating out there that are far different from what it used to be years ago. There's an agenda that is out there. There's an agenda from Satan himself that is out there against the children, against Christianity, against what is right, against what is wrong. Uh, 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 2020 is going to bring about some challenges, but God is telling us that he's going to take us to new places. So in order for us to to, to go to those new places, we have to remember, first and foremost, that God is with us. He said that I will not forsake thee. Where he has you to go, he's already given to you. Just like he told Israel, I have given you the land, past tense. Joshua hadn't gone there yet, but God said, I have given it to you. God is saying to you what he has for you to do in 2020. He's given it to you, but you need to make sure you stay focused on him. So read these scriptures here, one through nine, at least once a day for the next 30 days, and you'll see that going into 2020 will be a whole lot easier for you. You, you see that, you, you, you see that, that there are, God is going to do a new thing in your life. Go to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43. Praise the living God. You know, many times when we come home from the end of a long day, particularly if you had, have had a stressful day, particularly if you've had a challenging day, 
at the end of the day, you'll sit down and you'll say, boy, oh boy, there must be something better. Something, something's got to change. This is just going on. It's just, it, it just doesn't make sense or this craziness or whatever. And you may feel, you, you may feel in your spirit, a lot of us feel in our spirit that there's something just around the corner that is about to happen. And yes, that is true. There's something just about around the corner in your life that God is going to bring into, into clarity in 2020. He's going to bring you there. Okay? Because He's going to do a new thing. You know? Uh, the past years that you've had in life, the past experiences, these are all, these are, are all, um, memorial events, if you will, for you to look back on and remember how God brought you through those times. And, and if you really sit down and you think and you pray about it, let Holy Spirit minister to you, you'll see where God has strengthened you through each one of those events, where you went from, you know, a building blocks, if you will, where you started a building block, number one, then there was an event in your life and God brought you through it, God built you through it, and that added a building block. Now you're on building block number two. And then building block number three. And each time around when there was a really uh, a, a, a terrible thing going on in your life, that God brought you through that. These were your past experiences. And so that you should have learned from those experiences that God is always there. When you were going through that particular time or that particular tribulation, it didn't seem like God was going to be there. You may have had some questions, but God did come, come through for you. So with that same attitude, you need to remember that um, uh, with, with, with um, as you've heard me say before, with the spiritual, with the physical seasons of the world, summer, fall, winter, spring, there are also spiritual seasons in the spiritual realm. And there are spiritual seasons for us. There are spiritual seasons for development. God takes the development that he has, has, has built on in your years past, your spiritual development as you've moved forward. He's taken that development. Each time he adds on another block. Each time he adds on another block. But he doesn't add on that other block until he knows that you're ready for it. So each, each, each spiritual season that we have, and those spiritual seasons can coincide with the physical spring, winter, fall, spring, or whatever, okay? But, but, but these spiritual seasons also are consistent with periods of time. And as this earth revolves around the sun and so forth, and as the years are added on, the same thing, same thing with us. As we are growing a year older physically, as we are growing a year older physically, okay, sidetrack for a moment. This is why when I have a, another physical birthday, I praise God for that. I praise God. I just had one back in the beginning of December. I praise God for that new year, and I ask God to give me wisdom for moving into that new year. I thank him and bless him for the, all of the years past and building on what I've learned over those years past. And, Lord, bless me going into this year because I know deep in my spirit that there's a new thing that is about to come with this new physical and spiritual season in my life. Well, the same thing is happening with you. Let's go to Isaiah 43 and start with, I'm sorry, verse number one. Isaiah 43, verse number one. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. God knew your name before you were born, before you were conceived. He knew you. Verse number two, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. So here's a tremendous promise here. It says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. 
That is the challenges of life, the difficult times in life. God will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Any problems, any challenges that come upon you in 2020 will not overtake you. You will not, you will not fail. You will not drown in those waters. You ever hear people say you walk in and you go in the office in the morning, you know, <laughs> Boy, come to think of it, offices can be pretty negative places first thing in the morning. You go in the morning, you say, good morning, how you doing? Oh, I'm just treading water. I'm barely surviving, barely surviving. Well, when those waters of life come up upon you, what this is saying is, is, is that those waters of life will not overflow you. They will not overtake you. You shall survive. It says, when you walk through the fire. Now, that's very, that brings a very vivid picture for me because there are times in my life where I felt like I was walking through a fire. Okay, and I'm sure you've all been there, too. And there were times where you just couldn't see where the next minute was going to come from, how you're going to survive the next hour. Okay, that's when you're in the midst of a fire. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy, 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 uh, thy Savior. And we're going to pause there. So he starts off by saying that he's going to be with you when you're walking through the fire or through the waters. Now, I want to jump down to verse 18. Because you know the scriptures in between there. He's telling Israel what he's, going, what he's going to do. Jump down to verse number 18. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Now, Paul different. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Neither consider the things of old. The things of old, the things that you went through, as I said a moment ago, you remember where God bailed you out of those circumstances, but you don't consider it. In other words, you don't dwell on those things of old. If you stop and you think back on all of the failures that you had and forget about how God brought you through it, then you wind up taking that old baggage and you start meditating and thinking on those things of old. But God is saying here, and moving back in 2020, yeah, you can remember back in 2019 how God brought you through. But don't be dwelling on where you failed back in 2019, okay? Consider not the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. If you don't have it underlined, underline it. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So what he's saying is that as you're going through 2020 and these difficult times come up, that he's going to make a way for you, for you. Even if you're going through the, through the, through the wilderness or through a desert, you can imagine in your mind's eye what that would be like not having water and being lost and not, and wondering where you are, the heat and so forth. God is saying that when those troubling times come up in 2020, he says that he will make a way. He will make a way. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He will provide Provide water in those dry times of anything that may come your way in, in 2020. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give uh, drink to my people, my chosen. You are his chosen. 21. This people have I formed for myself. They shall f- show forth my praise. Don't forget to praise God in 2020. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle, the small cattle of thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast made me to serve with thy, to, to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. So what he's saying here, he's telling Israel here that you've forgotten your sacrifices on me. 
You're going on this journey in 2020. Don't forget about God. Don't forget about God. You see, so many times we as Christians, we get blessed or we get to a point where we have more and then we forget about God. Okay, God blesses you with something, gives you an increase somehow, whether it's an increase that is monetarily, financially, or whether it's an increase or, uh, as far as position at work, you know, or, 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 or getting a new house or something that is beneficial to everything. It's like, okay, now I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. I've been praying for this new car. I got this new car. Now I've achieved it. So then all of a sudden I stop honoring God. Okay, I stop, stop honoring God. Okay, so see, see, don't forget, God doesn't need our finances. God doesn't need our finances. Okay, he, what does He have to do with, with with money? But it's the fact that God wants you to give in your obedience to doing what He's calling you to do. That's what moves the heart of God. Okay, because in this world where we are not a um, we're not a farming and agrarian um, society for the most part anyway. So most of what we do has to do with money. Back here in Old Testament times, it was the animals, it was the the, the crops and, and whatnot. Okay, and why did God say to sacrifice that? Because it was important to the people. Okay, the crops were important to the people. They couldn't live without the crops. They couldn't live without the the farm animals that they raised to slaughter and to eat. So it's the same thing with us. Physical money is important to us. So if that becomes so important to us that we forget to give to God, okay, then God is saying, why have you wearied me with your prayers, with, with the things that you say to me? Because you haven't given me any sweet candy. You've bought no cane with your money. You see, so in moving forth in 2020, wherever God is taking you, don't forget, don't forget the requirement here to honor God, to honor God. Okay, all right. And it says there um, in verse 21, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance in 2020. Put God in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. That thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Therefore, I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary, and have given Jacob to the curse. Okay? But then he goes on to say in 44, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that I made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jezuron, whom I have chosen. For I will pour, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offering. And they shall spring up as among the grass, and willows by the water courses. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself by the name of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Okay? So the, really the critical verse there is verse number 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. God is going to do a new thing for sure in your life. So, however, if God has promised he's going to do a new thing, we, we must know we must know that all of 2020 is in God's time. Now, when he's saying to you that in 2020, when, when there's prophecy that 2020 is going to be one with, with journeys, it's going to do a new thing, that doesn't mean that you go to bed on December 31st and wake up January 1. Ta-da! Okay, Lord, where's the new thing? Okay, I'm ready to go. Okay? 2020 is a full year. It's a full season. Okay, so what God is saying is there's going to be a new thing. Now, that does not mean in God's mind January 1st. It doesn't mean June 15th. Okay, I mean, it, it may be to God it does, but to us it certainly doesn't. All he's saying to us is that this is going to be a new season, that he's going to do a new thing for you. All right? So we have to realize that, first of all, God is the author of time. 
Who knows the full functionality of a thing better than its inventor? God created it. Part of trusting God in 2020 is believing he is the creator of all things. Therefore, he is the sole inventor of time. You are not. You are not. You are not the creator. Time only exists because God Almighty created it. Okay, don't forget, God does not live in time. God created time for us. Time for us. God does not need time. He's the beginning and the end. So if he's the beginning and the end, that means that he's all-encompassing. And if you look at a circle and you think about where do you, where do you start the beginning of a circle and where do you end it? Think of a circle. Okay, you put your pencil at a point on the circle, you go around it, and you come right back to the beginning. So God is all-encompassing. So time was established for us. You're not the creator. Okay, the time only exists because God created it. If you must trust the fact that he knows how to manage 2020 for you purpose, uh, perfectly, you've got to believe that God will bring you through 2020 perfectly. He knows exactly what needs to be done. And since he's the author of time, he'll determine whether it's February 1st, whether it's March the 3rd, whether it's June 22nd, or whatever, whatever it is when certain things will be happening in your life in 2020. But just rest assured on one, on one truth, and that is God is saying he's going to do a new thing. So if that's a new thing, that means it's something that you have not seen before. It's something you have not had before. It's something that you have not experienced before. It may be something, it may be something that you have not known before. It may be something where there's a deep spiritual aspect, a deep spiritual truth that God wants to enlighten you with, that God wants to show you. It may be a revelation of God himself. But if God says he's going to do a new thing, then all we need to do is to sit back with an excited anticipation. Okay, Lord, what is this new thing going to be? And you better believe also and understand and know that God makes no mistakes. It is impossible for God to fail. It's impossible. It's impossible for God to fail. God has never made a mistake and he will and he never will. Everything that the Lord does, he does with a purpose. There's no ifs. And buts. Oh, let me try this. Let me try that. God does it with a purpose. Okay. We may think certain things are coincidental in our lives. I personally, I do not believe in coincidences because everything that happens in my life is, is for a reason. God has a reason for doing it. Whether I understand it or not, whether I can see the good of it happening or not. God has a reason for it happening, okay? Things have happened in your lives, you know, in a row, two, three, four things in a row, and some would say, hmm, yeah, by coincidence, I saw and so and so. No, 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 there is no coincidence. God intended those facts to happen. God intended you to run into that person in the store in aisle six at Walmart for a reason, okay? Especially if, there, if it leads to some spiritual discussion or some spiritual enlightenment. It wasn't by chance that you just decided to go to Walmart on that day at 3.10 p.m. and run into that person. There's a reason, okay? God has a reason. He makes no mistakes, and God has a reason. Um, there are some things that God doesn't do, but for a specific purpose, he permits things to happen. Okay, there are some things that happen in life that that God doesn't do, but some things he uh, he will permit to happen for a specific person purpose. Okay, he is in control. Underline number number three. I mean, understand number three that God knows more than you do. Ah, revelation, huh? God knows more than you do. It would be impossible for God to be supreme over all creation if he did not possess the ability to know all things. Okay, he knows all. All right, all right. All right. So therefore, he doesn't make mistakes. God has total knowledge. So we need to we need to trust in God's omniscience. 
you're going into 2020 and this thing is going on in your life. All of a sudden you're at this place and you're wondering, well, gee whiz, God, why did you permit me to be here or why am I going here? Well, he knows why. The only thing is that we just have to trust that he is the one that's taking us on this journey. He's not going to lead us on a journey that's going to be to our detriment. There are things that God knows. There are things that God knows about you that you haven't even discovered about yourself. Okay? Think about that for a minute. God knows things about you that you haven't even discovered about yourself. Okay? And I don't know if you've ever done anything in, in your life or if something ever happened with your thought process or whatever and, and you surprise yourself. And you say, you may not say it out loud, but you surprise yourself and you say, gee, I didn't know I knew that. You know, or gee, I didn't know I could do that. Or I didn't know that I could figure that out. Okay? God knew you could. God knew you could. All right? So God knows things about you that you don't even know about yourself. You see, the beautiful thing about life, or, or, or at least as we Christians should be viewing it, is the beautiful thing about life is that as we go through life, we discover more and more about ourselves. But discovering more and more about ourselves is, 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 our, um, is equal to how much we move forward and discover about God. The more you discover about God, the more you discover about yourself. The more you discover about God, the more you discover about your capabilities. The more you discover about God, you, the more you discover about your strengths, how much you can endure. Okay? What you understood about yourself 10 years ago is probably a lot less than what you understand about yourself um, as 10 years, 10 years later. Part of that function is the mere fact that you've gotten older. Okay? So hopefully you've grown in chronological time. You see, but God knew God knew where you should be when you were 30, as well as he knew where you should be at age at age 10. You see, so God knows more about you than you know about yourself. And many times we feel that uh, as if we are ready for certain things and we're not. Many times we feel that we're ready for certain things and we're not. Oh, gosh, what are you telling me now that, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to succeed and I'm, because I'm not ready for it? But it's because we don't know that we are unprepared in many times. Okay? Many times we don't realize that we're unprepared, that we're not ready for something. Okay? But God knows. God knows when you're not ready. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. God knows that if he releases everything to you right now, you wouldn't know how to deal with it. Okay? Let's think about that for a minute. Especially we Christians, we want to have all the gifts of the Spirit, as an example. We want to have all the wisdom, all the knowledge. We want to have the gift of prophecy. We want to do this. We want to do that. Okay? God knows whether or not you're ready for that. Okay? If God was to dump on you, boom, poof, you know, all of the gifts of the Spirit and everything, all of a sudden, now you know how to prophesy and you know how to do this and, and, and you have gift of knowledge and you have word of knowledge and everything, that uh, word of wisdom, you have all of those gifts poured out upon you and you're not ready to handle it, how would you deal with that? Okay? Right? Right? How many people, if they had a word of, word of knowledge here, where they, <laughs> they would run right straight down to the track and start betting on horses because they kind of knew what was going to happen in the future? Okay? God knows what you're ready for and what you're able to handle. Many times we pray, Lord, I want the gifts, I want the gifts of this, I want to that. But are you mature enough to be able to deal with those gifts? All right. All right. If you had insights into other people's lives, uh, if God gave you or gave you the word into someone else's life, can God trust you to not run back and just blab all about that because you know something about someone? God knows when you're ready for things. Okay. So a lot of times we believe that we're ready for something, but God knows that we're not. 
So God has to work with us and build us slowly and slowly and slowly to change your, um, to, to, to change, to change your thinking and your mind and how you even perceive of God, how you perceive of the word. Okay. How, how, how you perceive going to church. Many times people go to church for all of the wrong reasons. So how, how can you be ready to, to really deal with and understand the real deeper things of God? How can God, you know, God bless you with certain things? You've heard me say a million times about giving the keys to your expensive brand new car to a nine-year-old. Okay, how many would give, give a nine-year-old the keys to your very brand new expensive car that you just bought? That child is not ready for it. Okay, the child may be big enough to sit behind the pedal, sit, sit, sit behind the wheel and reach the gas pedal and the brake. The child may be large for nine. Okay, you can see out of the mirrors and so forth. But mentally, how is that child prepared? Okay, and we often know that how many of us have been on the road and have a car swerve by us, cut us, cut us off, speed by, and then you, you get stopped at the same light and you look over there and there's some young kid with his hat turned around backwards, pimples all over his face because he's still barely out of puberty. All right, barely out of puberty, and this guy is behind a, a fast, you know, powerful car. Now don't, don't get upset because I said that about the poor kid. It's the truth. That's the truth. Many times you'll pass by kids. Kids will pass you by rather. Room, 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 room. In no way should they be in a car with that much power behind it, or for that matter, even any kind of car. You see, but they're not ready. Okay, so God knows when we are, when we're ready to deal with things. There are some some blessings that we just can't handle yet. So God uses time to prepare us, even for blessings, even for blessings. All right. If you're not prepared spiritually for certain blessings, God will not pour them out on you yet until you're ready to. Okay. All right. The Lord knows um, when when I was 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 praying and striving to get to certain positions and building and building a career, um, I certainly could not have managed dealing with a staff with people under me. Until I was spiritually and mentally and mentally prepared to deal with people, to have people on a staff and to manage them. All right. So back when I was 17 or 18, just starting out working, no way could God have given me a staff. I wouldn't have known how to manage them. I would have gotten mad and fired them all, which wouldn't have been my ability to do so. But I would not have used any wisdom in managing the people. So God waits until you grow, even on the job, until you grow to get to a place where, where you can do what God is going to be calling you to do. You see, you see, so the same thing is going to be happening in 2020. God knows what is before you and what he has to do. God is in control and will be in control for your 2020 journey. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Praise the living God. God is good all the time. Okay, Romans 8. Okay, Romans 8, and let's start with, um, start with 24. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Okay, I'm going to read this again because this is the essence of faith. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. 
But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to the purpose. Okay? So if you don't have 28, underline, underline all of 28. Okay? Now, you've been called to his purpose. You've been called to his purpose. So, therefore, that means that all things are going to work together for good. Don't think that you're just drifting through life, just kind of, oh, you know, whatever happens on Monday morning, that's what's going to happen. Oh, what happens on Tuesday, okay, that's what, that's what kind of, there's a purpose for your life, okay? The, 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 the challenge for us Christians is, is, is trying to align ourselves, our purpose, with God's purpose. Okay, when we start going astray is when our purpose is not aligned with God's purpose. Okay, this is when we start seeing ourselves being such and such and such and such. Okay, and God's plan for us is to go over here, over here. When our purpose sees us jumping from from going from zero to sixty like a fast car, you know, in three point something seconds. Okay, when God's purpose over here is for us to go from zero to five, five to ten. 15 to 20 and so on, because there's a methodology, okay? God has a methodology and, and, and for your life, which is all a part of his purpose. But when your purpose is misaligned with God's, then you're going this way and God is going off of this way. So you have to remind yourself during 2020 that, 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 that all things work together for good um, to those that love God, which you do, you love God, and it's in according to his purpose, with his purpose, all right? So 2020 is going to bring you on this journey. And just remember that on February 26th or something like that, when all of a sudden the bottom in your life seems to drop out, that you stop and you recover. You know, I always say, you've heard me say a million times, you know, you get that phone call or you get that letter in the mail and, oh, Josh, what's going to happen? You know, that is normal for anyone, even a Christian. But the difference between us Christians is that we recover quickly and we we run right to prayer, run right to the Lord. You bring it to God right away when God will give you the peace and give you instructions on how to handle it. Whereas the unbeliever or the non-believers gets that mail or that phone call and they panic and they panic. They stay in that state of panic for 24 hours, 24 years because they don't know God. You see, so in 2020, as you're as you're going through things and things are going your way and you all of a sudden get this uh, get this monkey wrench thrown into the works. Remember, all things are going to work for good because you've been called to his purpose. He's not going to take you on this journey if he knows the plane is going to crash. Amen. He's not going to send you out on a boat if he knows that that boat is going to sink. OK, with you wind up drowning. OK. I mean, God forbid the boat may wind up sinking, but that's a, if that's a part of his purpose, then you're going to walk on water, perhaps, okay, to lead others to the Lord. But something is going to come out of that. 2020 is going to be your year. And I'm telling you that things are changing. Things are, cha- are changing round about us. Whereas, like, you know, I start projecting forward to, to 2024 and I'm wondering if Jesus doesn't come, what's, what's, what's life going to be like in this country, to tell you the truth. Amen. But everything, God is, is the one that's in, in control, you see. And you will wind up benefiting from whatever it is that he has for you to do, as long as you just stay focused on him. So, uh, moving on here with a couple of more verses here, we go to Luke 1. The book of Luke. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 1. And we 
just want to go to verse 34. And we went over these scriptures here yesterday, I mean last week I should say, in reading about the Annunciation of Jesus. Luke one thirty four. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost will come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. But this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed her. Now, last week I told you at that point where it says, be it unto, unto me according to thy word. That's where she surrendered and she said, whatever you want to do. And in 37, where it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. The things that come into your life in 2020 may seem impossible to you, may seem impossible. You may wonder even how can this be? How is it that I all of a sudden, uh, you know, received this, this promotion? How is it I all of a sudden received this piece of money? How is it all of a sudden that I am in this position and so on where it may seem impossible to you? Okay. And you're forgetting the fact that this is where God wants you to be. Therefore, there is an anointing. This is where God wants you to be. So therefore, there is an anointing. There's a Holy Spirit anointing that is overshadowing you. God is not going to bring you to some place in 2020 where he's not going to have the Holy Spirit there to overshadow what you're doing or what you're about to get into. So therefore, with God, all things are possible. So at that point in time, when you when you get there again, you know, March 23rd or whatever that day may be, and you're in this position where all of a sudden it just seems so impossible to you that you remember this event here with Mary, where she said, I'd never been with a man. How could this be so? And the angel told her, with God, all things are possible. That you remember in 2020 that with God, all things are possible. And the important thing then at that point in time, when you realize that and you say, with God, or, or, or anything is impo- nothing is impossible, that at that particular point in time, you remember to surrender. You surrender. One of the, one of the, the worst things that we can do in our life, in our spiritual journey with God, is to resist what it is he wants us to do. When it seems the most impossible, you know it's God taking you in that direction. Then you simply surrender and say, okay, Lord, I don't understand how this is going to happen. Lord, I've never been with a man. I don't understand the mechanics here. Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen in my life. I don't understand this, that, the other, the other. You say, okay, Lord, I give up. I surrender. Okay? You do as you will. I am your willing servant. I am your piece of clay. Shape me, mold me, make me into that vessel that you want me to be. When you're, when, you're, when you're forming clay and you're making a vessel, one of the first things that God, that you have to do in working with clay is you've got to take out the impurities. I don't know if you've ever worked with clay and you had a little pottery class when I was in elementary school or whatever. And I remember we had to pick out the rocks and everything. And then there was a piece of wire. You would slice the clay on the wire and put it back together and slice it again and put it back together. And what you're doing is you're getting out the impurities, okay? God, God is, is the potter. We are the clay. So as soon as you get to a point in your life in 2020 and say, okay, Lord, I'm the clay, you're the potter, shape me, mold me, meld me. There's a song that we sing that says that exactly. Shape me, mold me, meld me, have me to be what you want me to be. That is so critical in 2020. All right. Because you're going to see, you're going to be at a spot that you're going to be at a spot wherever God has taken you that you haven't been before. 
God is going to be, God, God is going to, you'll wind up, you'll wind up using muscles that you haven't used before. I remember saying to someone, you'll wind up using muscles that you haven't used before. Okay. But trust God that he will indeed show you how to use them, how to use those particular muscles. The last scripture here in closing is Psalm 34. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 34, 2020. Coming ahead. Twenty twenty, Psalm thirty four. These are the things that we need to remember in preparation for this new season, this new journey, and to believe these things while God is turning things around in your life. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In twenty twenty. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall boast shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Going into 2020, the thing that, things that come before you, there may be some fears there. So what's the first thing you do? You seek out the Lord. You run to the Lord. Anything that comes your way in 2020 that you're uncertain of, you seek the Lord because he will hear you. Verse number five, they looked unto him and were enlightened. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Remember that. The poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Now here, remember that God has encamped his angels round about you if you're one that fear him. And we know here in Scripture, when fear, when it's talking about fearing God, this is not talking about fearing God, you know, like, like a ghost, seeing a ghost or seeing something scary. Okay, fearing is meaning to reverence God. We don't see God and run, ah, you know, run in fear. This, is, this means to reverence God, understand who he is. Okay, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him or reverence him and delivers them. Oh, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. And here we go again with the whole trust thing in 2020. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Fear the Lord. Reverence the Lord. You his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. It says you his saints. Do you realize that you, you are a saint? You are a saint. Remember that you are not, you know, saints. Many people think of all those little statues you put on your dashboard, you know, with the heads bobbing up and down or whatever it is they do or sitting up in a cupboard. No, 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 no. You don't have to you don't have to die and wait 300 years before someone to make you a saint. The word of God calls us believers as saints. OK, so you, you are a saint. OK, oh, fear the Lord, you are saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Underline bracket highlight the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Remember that in 2020. Seek the Lord. Come, you children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. You know, that keeping your tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile, be careful what you say out of your mouth. Okay? There's a ton of scriptures. There have been other sermons on life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
So watch what it is that you say that you allow to come out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Underline that too. The righteous cry and the Lord hears. You're crying out to God for something in 2020. Understand that the Lord will hear you and will deliver you out of any situations that you're in. Verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as of a, are of a contrite spirit. Forget about, you know, these prideful people that are puffed up in pride all the time. They're, they're, they're running into, they will be running into so many problems in, in 2020. If you don't have a contrite spirit, meaning humble, having some humility about you. You know, God looks the other way when you find people that are puffed up in spirit. Say, the Lord is near, nigh. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite, contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all of his bones, all bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they uh, that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Underline that. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them shall uh, trust in, them, in him shall be desolate. You know, verse 21, evil shall slay the wicked, and, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. There's, a, there's an active persecution uh, of the church, of the Christian church, going on today, and Jesus said that would happen too. Jesus said that they shall persecute you because of me. These people don't realize what they're doing by persecuting us because it's going to fall back on them. It's going to backfire on them. They shall not win. And I think in the year 2020, we will see more of that, up, uh, more of that uh, uh, picking up in speed because of the fact that what is going on actually is that there is a quickening. There's a quickening of the pace in which Satan is trying to come against the body of Christ. There's no mistake about it. You look at the things that are being done. Look at the things, the, the rules and laws that are being enacted. You look at, look at how things that are good are now considered to be evil. Those things that are evil are considered to be good. There is, there is, there is a, there's an uptick in the activity of the devil himself that is coming against God. And as that uptick continues with his increasing his attack on God, who, how does that impact us? It impacts us directly because we are on the battlefield. We're on the battlefield, right? So 2020 is going to bring about some changes and some challenges for you. But God has already stated and promised that he's going to bring you to do a new thing in your life. So look forward to that new thing. Resting assured that anything that, that does raise its ugly head in your life, God is going to deal with it speedily. And that you will indeed overcome. All right? God is, God is not a liar. God is incapable of lying. And when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Now, does that mean that we can't sidetrack and delay God? Yes, we certainly can, because the minute we start disbelieving in God and start losing our faith, we, in essence, put God in handcuffs and he can't move along and do what it is that he wants us to do. Amen. So look forward to 2020 with some 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 uh, joyful anticipation, because God's going to do a new thing in your life and bring you to places you haven't been before. Praise God. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And now before we close, let us honor God with our tithes and offerings. Thank you, Jesus.